The Amazing Adventures of Wig Girl, Chapter 10, Reclaiming the Past. Charlotte walked out of the bar on the waves of the music. She was tired and ready to go home. There was something nagging at her, and she just couldn't put her finger on it. Was it her date with Tony tonight? Charlotte stopped to think about that for a moment. She closed her eyes and pictured Tony sitting across from her in the restaurant. That Charlotte's side of her could feel her stomach turn. How could she have agreed to this? The Violet side, however, was positively delighted. The streets were almost empty when Charlotte realized that she was standing in the middle of the sidewalk with her eyes closed. For a moment, she was completely disoriented and had to think of where she was and why. It was at this moment that the Violet side of herself suddenly faded into the distance and the Charlotte side of herself felt very tired. She wandered on aimlessly for a while, not sure of where to go or what to do. The wind bit into her face, questioning what it was that she was doing. It was definitely getting colder and the sunlight was taking on that late afternoon slant. Charlotte pulled her head down further into her coat and moved with a more determined pace. Before long, she found herself walking back towards the wig shop. It wasn't so much that she was walking back towards the wig shop as that she looked up and realized that she was walking past the same bank that was robbed earlier. By the time she realized that much, she also realized that this was the direction she had run after the bank robbery, which, of course, led to realizing that the wig shop was in this direction. It was then that Charlotte understood what it was she had to do. She had to get that red wig back, and that's all there was to it. She quickened her pace, hoping to get there before the shop closed. Luckily, she had taken out lots of money from the bank earlier and was confident that she would be able to buy the red wig. If not, well, she'd just have to figure something out. Charlotte's mind started to spin. She thought about Lewis and her heart flipped. She could hear the sound of his soul on the cello strings. It was as though they were kindred spirits that had met in some previous life. She drew her hands to her chest and sighed. If he wanted Scarlet, then he would have Scarlet. Charlotte paused in front of the wig shop and took a deep breath. All she had to do was walk in, ask for the wig that she had traded in earlier, and buy it back. Easy. She set her jaw and straightened out her back. One, two, three, and Charlotte was walking slowly but resolutely up the front steps of the wig shop. She pushed the door open and strode inside. She had a quick look around and immediately caught sight of the red wig on the counter at the front. It stared down at her from its perch on a mannequin's head. The head ended at the shoulders and, sitting as it was on the glass counter, gave the impression that the rest of its body was submerged in the glass. Charlotte breathed a sigh of relief. This wasn't going to be so bad. She hurried up to the counter and grabbed the wig, looking around for the sales lady so that she could pay and get the heck out of there. Looking around wildly, Charlotte caught sight of the sales lady at the back of the store talking to the police. 
Charlotte's breath caught in her chest with a tiny sucking sound. What to do, what to do? She stuffed the wig into her bag and walked quickly to the front door and left. Not daring to look back behind her, Charlotte's quick walk soon turned into a run, and she disappeared around the corner behind the wig shop. Inside, the sales lady was leading the police to where she had left the wig. She was discreet, but $2,000 was $2,000 after all, more than she would make by selling the wig. The police followed behind her, accustomed to all sorts of calls on this sort of thing, most of which turned out to be hoaxes. The sales lady walked up to the counter with her nose in the air, so she didn't notice that the wig was missing until she looked down at the mannequin's head. It was naked. She cleared her throat, trying not to look alarmed, and quickly looked around on the floor. Is there a problem? One of the policemen asked. He didn't believe this lady's story from the start. Um, well, the sales lady cleared her throat, hearing the doubt in the policeman's voice. It was just here a minute ago. She laid a long, manicured finger onto the mannequin's head. And when was that? The policeman asked. It was his partner who answered. When we arrived in the store. Come on, let's go. The first policeman suddenly realized that the store had been robbed of this piece of evidence under their very noses. This was definitely going to be a difficult thing to explain back at the station. He ran after his partner. The sales lady trotted after both of them yelling, does this mean I'll get my reward? But she wasn't sure that they heard her as they ran out of the shop and around the corner. She pulled her lips back into a tight grimace. Serves me right, she thought to herself. Me of all people calling the cops. She snorted out loud. <laughs> and with that, she closed the door to her shop, locked it, and pulled down the blind. Enough was enough for one day. In the intervening time, the police found themselves floundering around looking for a suspect they couldn't identify. There was no one in sight except a dark-haired lady in a long black coat getting onto a bus at the bus stop. The person that the sales lady had described to them did have black hair, but was wearing a brown coat. It wasn't until the bus pulled away that it occurred to the second policeman, who was clearly smarter and more observant than the first, that the dark-haired lady could quite easily have bought a new coat. It really irked the first policeman that his partner was smarter than he was, especially since he had been on the force for so much longer, that he made it pretty clear how unlikely he felt that that scenario was. Even so, the second younger policeman reasoned, it wouldn't hurt to stop the bus and talk to her. The first policeman couldn't really argue with that, so he called the station on his radio and explained the situation. The station was skeptical. It was no small thing to stop a public bus just to question people. Were they sure that the person they saw might be the lady with the red hair? No, we're not sure, the second policeman admitted. But it doesn't seem that we have much else to go on. Charlotte had no idea that the police were chasing her and were probably about to stop the bus and look for her. 
She was just relieved that the bus had come along when it did and given her a chance to get away. She sunk back into her seat and closed her eyes. All she could see was that red wig on the mannequin's head. All things considered, she was glad that she had gone back and got it. She opened her eyes and looked out the window. Outside, the day looked like any other. People were huddled in their clothes against the wind, clutching purses and briefcases, anxious to get home. Charlotte smiled. She felt the same way, anxious to get home. The bus lurched to a stop. No one got off, but Harry got on. His eye caught hers, and she quickly looked away. He sat in the seat opposite to her. Was this day never going to end? Charlotte's heart started racing. Did he recognize her? Harry sat staring at Charlotte, trying to figure out where he knew her from. Her face looked so familiar, yet so unfamiliar at the same time. She obviously didn't recognize him. Charlotte glanced nervously to the side and caught Harry looking at her. He smiled. She blushed and looked down. Hi. Charlotte continued to look down. Harry cleared his throat. Excuse me. His voice was louder and clearly meant for her. Violet looked up and glanced around. Harry was looking right at her. There were only a few other people on the bus and they were sitting further back. She smiled tentatively at Harry. You know, you look so familiar. There was that annoying drawl again. Charlotte flinched slightly and then shrugged her shoulders. I bet you say that to all the girls. It sounded silly as soon as she said it, like something out of a B-movie. This time, Harry blushed. I guess you get that a lot. Some. Charlotte turned and looked back out the window, hoping that she had put an end to the conversation. She tapped her toe nervously on the ground. It was getting dark outside, making it more and more difficult to make out where they were. Harry cleared his throat. So, you live around here? Charlotte looked back at him. Excuse me? Uh, do you live around here? He drew a circle in the air in front of him. I usually don't tell strange men on the bus where I live, Charlotte laughed. Harry coughed. Of course. Charlotte looked back out the window. Harry was really giving her the creeps. Surely he would start to put it all together and realize who she was. What if he decided to follow her home? No, he couldn't be as weird as that. Or could he? Charlotte glanced sideways at him again. He was still looking at her and smiled. No, he was definitely as creepy as all that. She looked out the window, unsure of what to do. She couldn't go to the police. First of all, what would she tell them? that she had been followed by some journalist that she knew from her job at the library while traipsing around the city in various disguises? They'd lock her up for sure. Although it was a free country and a person was allowed to wear a wig, there was no law stating otherwise that she'd ever heard of. 
Still, there was the whole bank robbery thing. Maybe she should just have turned herself in. Charlotte was stumped on that point. She didn't rob the bank. Maybe the police were worried for her safety. Maybe they were afraid the bank robbers would come after her. Or better yet, maybe they thought she could identify them, having gotten a pretty good look at their faces. She furrowed her eyebrows, remembering what the bank robbers looked like. Yes, she could definitely identify them. But how could they identify her since she had that wig on? Well, that was it. She was definitely going to turn herself into the police. Charlotte could see the stop for the art gallery coming up. She thought there might be a police station, or at least a police car somewhere around there. She pulled the cord to get off. Harry was watching her. She really did look so familiar, so much like Charlotte, yet different. In fact, she looked exactly like Charlotte might look if she was more sexy and confident. He saw her pull the cord and got ready to follow her. Whoever she was, she was very mysterious and definitely had his curiosity piqued. The bus stopped and Charlotte got off. Unfortunately, Harry got off right behind her. What are you, some kind of a pervert or something? Well, Harry hesitated, which wasn't entirely reassuring to Charlotte, who stopped walking and stared at him. Well, what? Obviously not. I'm on my way to the police station, FYI. I'll go with you. God, you really are a freak, you know that? Harry looked down sheepishly. Yes, I know that. So, Violet eyed him suspiciously. Do you get some kind of perverse pleasure out of that? Not intentionally, no. Harry sounded surprisingly honest. But you do get some kind of pleasure then. Charlotte was confused. Who was this guy? He hadn't seemed all that weird the other day. Harry shrugged his shoulders. Yes, I guess so. You want to go to the police station with me then? Well, not exactly. It's just that you remind me so much of someone else and I... Well, I just wanted to get to know you, that's all. Charlotte stood there, eyeing him in the darkness. All of her senses were telling her to get rid of this guy, but the violet side of herself was tempted by an impish curiosity. How far could all this strangeness go? What harm could talking to him do? What if he found out that she was Charlotte? Was that bad? She wasn't breaking the law or anything. Or was she? She was on her way to the police station to confess, after all. Turn herself in, suffer the consequences and all of that. Then it struck her. She had stolen that red wig. She was a thief. If she turned herself in about the bank robbery, then she would have to turn herself in on that count as well. And if she turned herself in for stealing the red wig, the police would probably have to keep it as evidence, which meant that she wouldn't be able to meet Lewis as Scarlet May. Hmm, she said out loud and startled herself. 
Hello, hello, came Harry's voice from a deep and distant fog. Charlotte looked up. She had completely forgotten about him. You're really just like this lady I know who works at the library. Her name's Charlotte. Am I really? Charlotte asked, trying to sound as surprised as possible. She does exactly the same thing that you did just now. Which is? Charlotte was curious to know what exactly she had done just now. You know, daydream, disappear. He motioned with his hand into the air and whistled. Into outer space, as it were. His description really annoyed Charlotte, even if it were true. What was he doing? Taking notes? I see. Her voice was tense and she cleared her throat. Harry stuck out his hand. Harry. Harry Manson. Charlotte eyed him suspiciously for a moment and then shook his hand. Violet. Just Violet? Just Violet to you. You expect to just walk up to strange women and have them tell you their names and where they live. Don't you think that's just a little creepy? You are talking to me. Arr, you are an annoying little man. Charlotte turned to walk away. Harry came after her. No, wait, please, I can explain. <laughs>